right, Joey, tell us this story. All right. In five hours, I might be the proud owner of a $4,000 engagement ring. Wow. Okay, go yeah. on. No, it's, it's for a nonprofit. I meant to donate like $50, and I accidentally put a bid on an engagement ring for 500 because there was an extra zero. And nobody's outbid me over the last three days. Okay, goes and, to screaming. Here we go. Just no, change the levels. No, I, I'm pitchy. I'm pitchy. Well, I forgot but that. But no, it's... <laughs> he picked so, it All right, up. fuck you guys. No, no. Literally, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> go fuck yourselves. Let's hear it. Scre- no, no I, I got I'm like five hours left, and I might win an engagement ring. I'm going to try and flip it or something. <laughs> Oh, you don't think that's the universe telling you to propose? I do, but it, I don't want to. <laughs> <coughs> Honestly, because like, oh look, man, oh, I don't know if I want this out there. Not like low key, like pregnancy scary. Like making sure she's not pregnant right now. Oh, so, so then the universe is like, oh no, engagement ring. Like oh no, like he's ever period. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm sweaty palms right now. Oh. Wow, Joe. Yeah, life. I've been there. I don't know yeah, if I want that out. I was there. 17. I had a girl, I had a girl no. <laughs> lie, lie to me for six months straight to the point where she took ultrasound pictures from Google and Photoshopped them. That's what I thought was happening to me. When I, I was swear to God, it happened. I, yeah. I, and so. then I like, uh, I asked if she would be willing to get a paternity test uh-huh. and she like never talked to me Yeah. ever. And ever I again. see her on campus all the time. Definitely never awkward. Craig's like there's yeah. like and I talked I was friends with a lot of her friends never like and nobody understood why like uh, it was super out of character for her yeah and she didn't tell like any of her friends that it was happening but none of them are like yeah she's definitely not pregnant and I was like what the fuck is going on yeah that's it was strange. just a weird like I don't know if it was just like a weird like personality manifestation for a short period of time yeah. or what if she was just like I'm gonna see if I can do this and what'll happen oh but it was a that was a weird thing to like grapple with because I yeah. was like, wow, people are capable of that kind of stuff. Yeah, people's heads are weird. Yeah, yeah, all of our heads are weird. I say, um, yeah. Joey, do you have ADHD? Uh, I've never been tested. Because we, the, you should you get tested. Do? You should get tested. Yeah, because I feel what like are, we, I feel like we. I mean, like, do. what are they gonna do though? Put me on meds? Is that a thing? No, I mean, well, I mean, you thing. don't want to get put I, on I, meds. I would no, no, no. They just tell know. me I have it. Do you? Do you? Gun. Is yeah, I mean, and it makes sense. Jan, <laughs> well, Jan, Jan believes that if you can at least say, "Oh, I have ADHD," not "I'm anxious and unproductive," it can change your awareness and make you be maybe a little bit more kind and understanding to yourself. Like you'll actually have like a system that you can go against. So, like when you're having a conversation <laughs> yeah. with people, do you think five steps ahead in the conversation and then get bored with them talking? Uh, yeah, it happened last night. Yeah. yeah. Do you forget what you were talking about sometimes mid sentence? Usually my mind's somewhere else already. Yeah, you yeah, yeah you go get screened. <laughs> what is it? Like a like a writing test or like they just it's a bunch of personality questions that they can ask you, like on a scale of one to ten, how much do you relate to this on a daily basis? And then at the end yeah. of it, um be like, yeah, they give you a qualification. <laughs> but <laughs> no, take but some it's like, yeah. Yeah, you, you take it and the thing is what I'm really scared about right now, if I'm being yeah. honest, is that like working in child behavioral health, I see that they're giving so many people like Lexapro like the first thing is depression the first thing is depression and I'm like it's why are we giving Prozac and Lexapro to 16 year olds it's a big problem and I'm like the first thing you should be screening for in my mind if they're exhibiting symptoms of anxiety depression and then uh-huh. personality fluctuation everything else I was like just screen for ADHD yeah. maybe they just need something because the problem is if you give a depression drug 
it raises serotonin even more, yeah. shoots do- dopamine even further down, and the person is in that like five percent of people that get suicidal thoughts from an antidepressant drug. Well, we have a it's whole so podcast about this, me and Mackenzie, because she was put on uh, meds when you were how old? Seven. Seven. Oh my god. Medicating children at seven. Yeah, isn't that and crazy? you know what? I think yeah. all of this. I think there's deep rooted problems underneath all of this. I think that our schooling system is completely fucked and it doesn't set kids up in an environment to thrive. It puts, uh, kids have a shitload of energy when they are young. They have a ton yeah. of energy. They want, They need to go, go out learning how to work with their hands, learning how to garden, learning how to do things, not sitting stuck in a desk in a room, not allowed to talk, not allowed to expend any of that energy. That's, this is why kids are going crazy and their parents can't deal with them so the parents throw them on meds and stick them in front of a tv or a tablet yeah they're and like they turn them into zombies and these kids these kids are growing up zombies and it's, yeah. it really uh it pains me to see their food isn't real like imagine this like our kids aren't putting their feet on the ground at all during the day they're not getting anything from the earth it's all this closed off environment where they can't expend any energy and they're eating bullshit food. I, I dude i remember being in 4-h and it blowing my mind that i had to explain to people that my pig is what they bought at the store. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, so "Oh nice. my god, you're murdering animals." I'm like, <laughs> "You're eating them." Yeah. Like you had it for I was like, "Honestly, I was like and and I'm grateful that I was raised in when I did have my feet on the ground and we did garden, we did everything cuz I look at animals and I'm like, I I'm dedicated to being that animal's caretaker for its intended purpose, which yeah. is in my belly." Yeah. For me, yeah. right? And I'm like, "I would rather know what I'm feeding it exactly. and know that it was taken care of and know that because you're like nurturing the animal yes. through the entire process the versus like food, the better. Yeah. And, and me and my dad were just talking today about like, we cut this tree down and now he wants to put a fence up because that's the next thing on his list. But, um, he's like, I want to, I think I want to get a steer. I want to have my own beef. And I was like, you do you old man. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't, don't count on me to come over and shovel shit. But <laughs> But, you know, it's better than, um, like, a lot of people's diet consists of things that are made in factories. Yeah. Think about that. Everybody's eating packaged shit. It's, who knows what this stuff is? Chemicals. Yeah. I look at the chemicals. Sometimes for shits and gigs, I'll be at the grocery store, and I'll, like, look at the ingredients stuff. Blue one, lake yellow five. It's like, what? Are you guys are eating chemicals. Yeah. And that's what we're feeding our kids. Yeah, my Fruit Loops taste delicious, but I don't know what it is. What is it? I don't know. There's a, <laughs> I don't there, know. There, what's that stuff called? It's in a bunch of cereals. It's some um, stuff that you use to deteriorate paint with. I forget what that chemical is called. I swear to God, when I was oh. bodybuilding, I figured this out because I ate a shit ton of cereal. And there's shit in there that you get paint off with. I got to think of the name of that. Hey, I wish you want to Google it. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, we'll probably be off that in two seconds anyway. So yeah, right. yeah. So. What's up, Jan? Getting some content? Yeah, I'm just taking a little clip for Insta. Yeah. Jan's been flowing with the content. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying. Flowing like my my hair right now because it's too long. No. Something way worse. <gasps> type in um type in paint stripper in cereal. Uh, paint thinner. Paint thinner. A, paint a, thinner. a stripper. Why the fuck are we feeding our kids paint thinner? <laughs> I just had some paint thinner last night. Yeah. A little late night snack. I mean, I ate a lot of paste as a kid, but. You know, I grew up, uh, what kind of paste? Huh? What kind of paste? Elmer's. Oh, what? You ate glue? <laughs> I'm just messing oh. with you, bro. <laughs> yeah. And I grew I up hunting a lot, fishing a lot, yeah. eating that food, being close to the food. Yeah. 
and not only is the food way better for you, but also like when you connect with that animal spirit in a way, like you took delight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I remember t- shooting my first deer mm-hmm. at 11 and you know, it like just really hit me like, you know. That's yeah. one of those wah moments yeah, where you're just like, yeah. it's like I just you, ended this woman's life. Yeah. This no, woman was just a deer. I, I mean. Killed her. Shot like, her in the back. Yeah. No, she was I, unexpected. I, grazing in a field and got her back blown out, bro. <laughs> you put deer's back out. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been there before. Oh my god. No, I don't know. No, but like honestly, <laughs> I had that same experience, but I didn't really think like you didn't blow the deer. I didn't blow out. the deer's back. I blew its neck out. Oh, gotcha. Um, uh, yeah, hit but, maybe more, more peaceful. Uh, look, yeah, just straight really? down, straight down. Yeah. Oh my, see, my mine bucked and it was on the ground. Like, oh my. Oh God. yeah, oh, bro. Wow. Yeah, brother. An experience. Yeah. Yeah. I took a bite of a raw deer heart as my first deer. Too. Yeah, so I got I a bunch of out. redneck cousins. Yeah, yeah. So no, I, I puked. I didn't puss out, but yeah, I puked. You yeah, puked. yeah. yeah. Little pussy. The taste of blood yeah. in my mouth. I was like, oh. I was yeah, like nine, ten years old. Like, <sighs> a little shooter. Yeah. Um, I love Trent and Eric, but man, five people is a lot. That's, That's a, a lot, lot of humans. Yeah. 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 That was a good. Po- well, I'm gonna get it uploaded um after this one. Yeah. Well, yeah. this one, the ironic thing is that this one is probably going to be uploaded before the last one. This one's going to yeah. be uploaded way Yeah, for those, for those of you, uh, well, they're not going to know. Why? Because how would the audience know before, like, unless we were talking well, we about it now? Them. Yeah, now I'm telling them. Yeah, like, hey, out of the bag. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm a uh, squirrel, yeah. and we have, Jan. we had horrible <laughs> mic etiquette on the last yeah, oh pod uh, because we had five people stacked up in here and threw four mics, three mics. Uh, I, I think, think we had, had four actually. I think yeah, we had oh, four. Like, one of them was on a swivel, and we had to keep passing people. it yeah. back and, and forth. And shared one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it they was it was you and Trent it was you and Trent. <laughs> they still don't know who them. fucking Trent is. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> well, that's tough. Yeah. What the uh, yeah. guy? So Jared's yeah. having a baby. I am having a baby with and, the queen, uh, Mackenzie. My goddess among women. I, I tried to convince her to be in the podcast, but she's uh, chilling behind the camera, looking so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. I'm listening. Don't get me in my feels, man. Call me out like that. Put me in my feels. Putting you in your feels? Yeah. Oh. I'm having a baby with the love of my life. Are there any names yet? Ivy. Ivy? Yep. Ivy. That's her name. Ellie and Ivy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like Ebony and Ivory. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) I just, Ellie and Ivy, the Y at the end made me think. Ivory. Yeah, man. Full on uh, family man. Weird. What's the, uh, what's the story behind the necklaces? Is there any specific meaning to the one with like the fluffy ball? Well, (laughs) these are Tibetan prayer malas. That's uh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And I had um, two that I really cherished. And the last time I was in Ohio, I left them laying on the beach at Kelly's Island. Oh. And I got on the boat, went back, and they were gone. Oh. And I was really hurt by it. So uh, this one's actually brand new. I just like them. I like having them on me. You know what somebody commented on my uh, Instagram reel the other day? Really? They said, uh, What? They said, You're not a real Buddhist. You're just a white boy who likes wearing beads. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, oh my God. I, I was like, I, I was just like, How'd you respond to that? Um, we actually uh, went back and forth a few comments. I was like, um, she sprints everywhere she goes. I um, <laughs> I said to him, I said, I said, yo, projecting much? 
Because that's what, you know, anybody who leaves a negative comment, they're just projecting who, what they are. Right. If yeah. somebody shows love on your post, it's because they feel love in themselves. If yeah. somebody comments negativity, that's what they're feeling. They're just projecting themselves. And basically, we just went back and forth. I told him I think he has a lot of looking within to do more of the stories. He seems like a disturbed individual. If you just want to hate on somebody that you don't even know, don't even it, That blows my mind. I, yeah. I, it drives me crazy when people are, like, unnecessarily hateful. I can't imagine. So did he follow you? No, he didn't follow me. Oh, so no. no. No, but, you know, I have had instances with haters where I go in the DMs with them and I actually hash it out with them. Yeah. And then they follow me and they become big fans and they like every post. Okay. Isn't, okay. isn't so that, funny. yeah, isn't that ironic? It's so funny. It's yeah. just, it's just um, I don't know, you just got to meet every response with love. If you do that, mm -hmm. you know, you can. People are thrown off by it, I think. Yeah. People are so thrown off by, um, by acting the opposite of what they would anticipate you doing in a situation and yeah. a lot of times it, what blows my mind is that kindness seems to be the opposite response of what people expect as the norm now right yeah. and so it's like if you i've all the time in business if you do if you're kind to somebody that's trying to rile you up they don't know what to do with you exactly and especially if it's coming from a really genuine place yeah because then it's even worse because they're like, oh my god, like I can't even call them out for faking it. Like, yeah. like, they, like they, he like, actually he, cares. He wants, yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing: you just got to move your awareness down. Because here, we're not always connected because we have different personalities. Mm -hmm. we're, we're raised differently. We have different yeah. pet peeves, different things that we don't like in people. But right here, we're all connected. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's it's seamless. Like, no matter who you are, right we have something in common, that currency that runs through us deep, deep within. You might have a lot over it. There might be a lot of walls and bullshit on top of it, but it's in there. Yeah. 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 So it's you can just learn how to penetrate that. Take some people forever to dig it out. Um, yeah. Some people never do. Next lifetime, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe when they're a centipede or something. You know? <laughs> Reincarnation's a deep rabbit hole. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, you know, it's funny, funny story. I was raised super Christian, and uh, I remember when my mom picked me up from school. I was probably in like fourth or fifth grade, and I had saw something about reincarnation in one of the history books. Yeah, and it like resonated with me, and I said something to her when she picked me up, and she freaked out on me. Ooh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, really weird. Something yeah, I'll never forget. I had a lot of that happen ra being raised Catholic, especially yeah. being raised Catholic by like a first gen immigrant family. Like, oh wow, it's like super. And so I like, uh, I hated the whole idea. It was like, you, I can ask why the grass is green and why the dirt is brown and why clouds exist. And, but when I ask why God does something, it's just because he says so. Uh -huh. And I was like, wow, that's, that doesn't, that's, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Why would I be allowed to be curious about everything exactly. else except for this? Exactly. So I left the church for like five years yep. and then I, um, from like 17 to 22 yep. and then I came back. But that's a that's a whole we could do an entire pod on yeah. the journey that I had to take to come back to God. You know, but. what's funny is I, I went uh, I went through a really similar kind of like thing. We should do a whole pod just. About I would love that. to just I'm do really a pod on spirituality that. and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I'm really passionate about um, you know like different belief systems and religions and stuff like that. Yeah, it really fascinates me. Are my levels fine? I feel like I'm talking really quiet. Surprisingly, I'm, I'm telling you guys, just I'm so bit. tired. But I feel super zoned in. That pot's got me locked in. It's good. The pans? The pot. The pots and the pans. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you <won't. laughs> so, Joey, how was uh, Cancun? 
delightful. Yeah. I made lots of friends. Did you? Yes. There was a bachelor party from New Jersey. Uh-huh. The Jersey Boys. There nice. was a bachelor party from Texas. The, the Texas Boys? Texas people. Yeah. The old Texas. Met a family from New York and Washington, D.C. New York. New York. And they all bought bottles. They did, yeah. <laughs> did yeah they, they all really? bought bottles, yeah. <laughs> no, like, we actually, like, this one dude had a dog paw on his fucking chest. Uh-huh. And... So like there was like seven of us that got really close and we all had nicknames for each other. Like he was Dog Paul, I was Tow Truck, and like it's just stupid little things like all throughout the week. So you're spending quality time with these guys. Tow truck. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, dope. yeah. So like I'm getting like six or seven bottles and like taking the paw print that he has tattooed here and putting it on a bottle and it says Cancun 2021 oh. just for like all the memories and stuff. That's oh, that's so awesome, cool, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. Like I'm the that that trip showed me it's more about like the people in the bottles like yeah. just being able to connect with them and yep. they're gonna go back and tell all their friends and family like, we've had a bunch of new jersey people buy our bottles now just because like yeah they had such a good connection with with the whole story and everything like that that it's they so just cool they did it all on their own and I was, they're gonna be like, like yeah we met this charismatic ohio boy he yeah, builds wells in good, africa yeah. i'm selling water bottles yeah pretty nice hustle it was good. It was a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. How long were you there? Uh, seven days. And you were with your family who looked like all women. Uh, was that right? Yeah, yeah. So it was my aunt and then my two girl cousins and then my second cousin who's like 40, a 40-year-old dude, uh -huh. and his girlfriend. Gotcha. Um, but no, so in October, I think like, so me and my cousin Kelly, who's my age, and then these two girls, Stephanie Victoria, and then Dog Paul and his friend Gio, I think, oh, and, and Ryan, the head, Stephanie's brother. Um, I think we're gonna go on a cruise together down the fucking Bahamas for oh, another six days. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I went on a cruise to Bahamas once. It was awesome. Really? Have you ever done it? Uh not that I remember. I think when I was little, like yeah. a Disney cruise. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. I did it. yeah. When I was older, it was all my cousins were way younger than me, and I was like oh. thirteen. And I remember, <laughs> and I, I remember like I didn't quite fit in with the adults, yeah. but I didn't want to do the kid shit either. Mm. But regardless, it was beautiful. Yeah, but it was, made some good connections there. Fuck yeah. What'd yeah. you do with these guys? Were you guys partying or what? Yeah, basically. Yeah. We'd all hang out. At the, it was called Dips and Sips in the pool all oh. day. So we just had a big party. Yeah. Um, and then at night, we'd break off for dinner and then meet back up and like bounce around to the different bars on the resort oh, and stuff. Yeah. So, hell yeah. yeah. It was like the 30 of us just fucking ran the resort. It was awesome. Dude, it's, it's so crazy to me how uh, spontaneously like like a tribal mentality can show up in people when they go random places. Cause you're like disconnected from your home turf. Yep. So you're, everybody's already going there like prime to seek a new relationship. And then people just get together and rage. Yep. It's awesome. Like every military base I've ever been to, you just meet up and there's a whole bunch of other people that you've never met before. And you're like, what up? You yeah. Want a shot? Yeah. yeah that's basically what happened was like, <laughs> we were all like, like, what are the odds? Like none of us like are, they're just a bunch of strangers. They all were like, yeah, like we, we wouldn't go do this in our hometown and like make friends with strangers and like go connect with people like that yep. at a bar. But like everyone here is just like, everyone was so nice. Like yeah. there's not a mean person in the group at all. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's probably because everybody's detached from their normal mundane life yeah. and everybody's like, because that brings you back to life. Like your full self. I think that's yeah. what we're, we're meant to explore and yeah. be in new environments. Yeah. yeah. People thrive in that. That's where connections yeah. are made. Yeah. It's hard to make a connection with somebody, you know, when you're know that you're going to work, doing something you hate, that co visit to the coffee shop in the morning right. before work, you just want to go in and get your coffee and be yeah, done. Yeah. But when you have when your day is, you know, like 
Jan, you know, how you're always going and doing something new every yeah. day. Your, you know, your work is being creative. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you go and get that coffee in the morning, you're creative, you're in a good mood. So you might yeah. want to spark up that conversation more and build a connection with somebody. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm like him just saying that all of those groups of people mutually agree that like they would never do that in their hometowns. Like, why is that not a thing? Yeah. yeah. You know, know, why can't that be a thing? That yeah, would be my challenge to anybody listening is like, go out to a local place. Like there's a, uh, the amount of people that I met at the farmer's market that I have never been to yep. that is right down the street from my apartment, but I've just never taken the time to go on a Saturday. Yeah. So many cool f- people. He's got to be willing and to like, talk. Yeah. And you got to be willing to talk and willing to be like, oh, I'm just going to go and walk around and see if I find anything interesting. Yeah. And yeah. I, I like doing stuff like that by myself. I know that's one thing me and Joey really connected on when I first met with yeah. him is like, yeah, I take myself out to dinner, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I just like doing things solo. Yep. Every I now do the same and then. And exploring I, solo. When I was bodybuilding, I ate at Chipotle alone, sat in there every single day alone. I went in there after the gym. and I just did that today after church. Yeah. <laughs> when you get my Chipotle, I go outside and I watch the cars go by. Yeah. Well, that was when we recorded the last podcast. What are we, me and, 70? Me and Trent were driving into. Uh, town and we we drive by and he goes i think that's joey joey's like sitting in the middle of the road oh like yeah, a, yeah. And like you're just like sitting there like drinking something right? yeah so there was a mcdonald's sweet tea i grabbed real quick and yeah I was just like yeah i'm waiting for you i just went and sat by myself by a fountain he's just sitting by the fountain and we drive by we're like joey and we bust <laughs> a u-turn and we go pick him up <laughs> it worked out I mean. and then eric comes up to us and fuck like, ripple guys and we're like, ah, yeah, <laughs> that's funny because we didn't know. You didn't tell us that somebody else yeah, was Yeah, I didn't know us. he was going to be on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, he just... Well, and uh, I didn't really know if he was going to be either. Uh-huh. I feel he just, like, knew that we were all going to be in the same place at the same time. Uh-huh. And was like, yeah, just be there. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, sure. We threw him in. Yeah. Yeah. No, Eric's cool, and we yeah, talk on Instagram all the time. Hell yeah. We were sending each other uh, <laughs> videos of us Dude. singing the H Queer the HK, HQ back and forth. Whoa. <laughs> oh, no, I was like, there it is. For the last episode. Yeah, the, H you queers, were there. the hippie <laughs> queers. Yeah. The yeah. The hippie <laughs> queers. Um, I'm really afraid I'm going to get canceled one day for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, cancel cultures. Cancel culture is not going to be a thing by the time you're at that level. Well, now. just for clarification, this is something that my dad said and that we just, yeah. Yeah. My dad said it. So anyway, yeah. that's the thing. Just, oh, it's all in humor. Exactly. Like, yeah. If you exactly. if you think I actually have any malice towards that word in any way whatsoever, it's yeah, not at all. Yeah. No. I'm, that's that's what like I I was talking to somebody about this the other day. They're like, you know why Joe Rogan hasn't gotten canceled yet? Because he fucking owns it. Exactly. He's like, that's why yeah, I'm not worried. I said that shit. That's why I'm not worried. You can't be canceled, <laughs> Joey. You're the boss, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm going the boss well. can't be canceled when you're truly independent. Yeah. You can't be canceled. <sighs> you know, if you're a big artist, you're a big rapper, but you're signed and you say some shit. Boom, you're canceled. But if you're independent, you can live forever. Yeah, Joe. You know that's that Joe Rogan talked about it. Joe. Tom Segura has talked about it. Exactly. Burt Kreischer was talking about it. Like all of these comedians are basically like, if we get to the point where nobody can crack a joke using anything tiptoeing the line, we're in a bad we're place. Get, exactly. <laughs> Any. That's funny. I was listening to that Joe Rogan Andrew Schultz podcast, the latest one. Yeah. You know Andrew Schultz. Yeah. And they were talking about how like platforms like TikTok, for example, where all these kids yeah. are they censor so many certain yeah. things. So now people have to bend their comedy and their stuff around the rules. And that, what does that do to us as a culture yeah. when we can't say exactly how we feel and we have to bend our truth 
just to appease to the platform. I don't it's, like it. It's so. really, dude, if you reread the book Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl or listen to the audiobook, there are so many weird connections to the way that he... Because it, so the man's search for meaning is like an analysis of him being in Auschwitz uh-huh. and how he like talks about how humor is still possible, even uh-huh. with like subhuman conditions. Like it's yep. just an innate part of humanity. Right. Yep. And inside of this book, he talks about the systematic removal of humor uh-huh. and how they were using it to indoctrinate and torture an entire culture of people. And it's crazy. Like you reread that book Doesn't and surprise me. the title really resonates with this time period too. Cause there's so many people lost in searching for meaning. Mm. So I'm like, I've been recommending it to everybody. Cause yeah. I just reread it the other day and I was like, guys, like you need to reread this. Yeah. Here's one of the I'm top books it. that I want to recommend going into the fall. Like yeah. it was, it's humor is so important. Yeah. We, um, we're depersonalized these days. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, everything's digital. Everything's no, don't touch anybody. Don't get close to anybody. Stay on the screen. You know, do you know how insane it is that like this is a is a regular occurrence? The amount the the amount of people that would just be like, oh, you know, it's not worth it for me to come out in person. I'll you know, let's just do a remote thing. I, I, you know, I, even I like being in town, thing. even being in town, like like how impressive it is mm-hmm. that. Two, well, a millennial and Gen Z's, yeah. right? Because I think I'm the only one that's actually millennial. Yeah. So, sub thirties, right, are actually putting the in the top. effort. We're like the, the anti-social people. Don't forget. And we're putting oh. in the work to all come hang out together. I mean, I mean, me and Mackenzie drive two hours here, no problem. Yeah. We don't yeah. even think about it. It's like, it's just two hours. Right. And then you yeah. get out of the car and you're like, <gasps> Yeah, humans. Dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and you guys make me feel at home here. So good. Yeah, I'm glad that feel you feel like loved. that. That's always a goal. Like I was always a goal of mine when I got my own place. It was uh-huh. like for other people to feel like it was home. That's what we were talking about. We were talking about, it's like, you know, when I, when I think about it, I haven't spent that much face time with you two, like that much, you know? Oh you yeah. Know, in the grand oh, scheme of things. Yeah. No, but every time I'm here, it's hours. like, it's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> uh, probably less than 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like cumulatively. Yeah. Yeah. I Cum- see you guys and it's like, I've known you forever. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. I don't mind driving two hours at all. Yeah. It's cause we're all connected beyond just the whole mind state thing. Yeah. 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 It's fun. That's what life's about. Finding your tribe. Finding the humans. Yes, yeah. Well, that's what I've been, I'll be honest. I've been struggling with that. Now that I've been back at school is mm-hmm. like, I hate going out and being around the people I the knew party before. scene or oh, yeah, oh no, dude. Just in general oh. like I hate going. you're gonna go through the same phase that I I love watching this play out uh-huh. because this is like mini me uh-huh. I don't like leaving my room anymore on campus <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't even like seeing like all right so like Chip my roommate who's like the partner with Ripple like I love hanging out with him and yeah. like there's like two or three others who have a house off campus that I like seeing uh-huh I don't want to talk to anybody else. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's so, I feel so disillusioned from like people my age. Mm. I was at, I went mm. to a party last night. So I went to my buddy's house. Todd is his name. Cause they got a new house and I wanted to go see and hang out with them. There's some of the baseball guys there, whatever. It was just the guys hanging out. That was cool. Then we went to a house party and there's like 200 people there. Like there's fucking people on the roof. And I lasted a good old 30 minutes before I was like, I don't know any I of you. I don't anymore. really want to know any of you. Yeah. Like I, 
I started, I, I yeah. went back and I yeah. started working on fucking tax documents at 11 o'clock at night, <laughs> drunk off my ass. <laughs> when you're 20? Entrepreneur shit. Entrepreneur shit. I went through the same thing because I was a father at 20. At 20, I was well, doing okay. way different shit than people my age. Yeah. I totally get it. I would yeah. go to like my friend. I wasn't in college, but I'd go to my friend's house in college and we'd go out and do stuff and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, these people, what we're, the way they've been doing this since Wednesday night. It's uh, like, I was like, holy shit. Like I, I blew them off Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. And I was like, fuck, I should probably go see my friends. So I went and saw them like two and a half hours total. I was like, all right, I'm back. Like I'm going to go do tax stuff. I don't know. So let me ask you this. Do you genuinely feel like those relationships don't serve you at all? I feel like there's about three that actually like serve me and I like feel a connection with uh-huh. and then everyone else is like I, how many others I, are there how many other people are you entertaining that you don't feel connected with uh, probably upwards of like 20 and that, I, that I number is going to do nothing but continue to go up yeah I kid you not I would be so content with like like 10 people in my life total like you, you be guys included like and that's like but you're all the way like in California for a while like right well like that's totally okay because we get together and like right. everything's fine like I genuinely have about ten people where like I actually give a fuck about you right and then like I don't I don't know like I, I totally I've been I've like, done the I, same I feel thing. like I'm technically like I always thought of myself as an extrovert uh-huh. but now it's more like no I'm an introvert that can be extroverted I it's 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 crazy well, it's like I'm 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 re living vicariously through Joey yep. and I'm not envious of anything that he's about to have to go through. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, dude, I'm being great with you. At least yeah. I'm here to talk you through it at this point. Yeah. But like, yeah, your ride from 20 to 25 is about to be a trip. I've gone through it. I've also yeah. done it. And I'll, here's, here's my best advice for you, Joey. You have to look at it. You have to, you, well, this doesn't mean you have to go like waste your energy and time with these people. But when you are on campus and you're like around these people, you have to look at it as like a fun little game to yeah. like learn how I can connect with this. Like make it make it your because and if you do that, you'll be so much better in relationships and with talking mm-hmm. to people. If you can just practice on people all day long, look into somebody's eyes and like try to like throw them out of their little mundane thing that they're well, that's, in. Yeah, that's what the, that's what I've actually been doing from yeah. now on is like. Trying to find like the question that's gonna like spark something in them yes. and like just like get them going. That's what's and, fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that down in Mexico with my one cousin who's like 24 and she's an engineer that just graduated from college or whatever. And like, like I told you before, like I've just reached this like point where like I don't get super high, I don't get super low. Like yep. I'm just naturally here. Yep. So I started like she's she's very passionate about her opinions. Uh huh. And so I just like sat there just asking her questions about her opinions and she got all riled up. And so maybe just ask more questions and uh-huh. I'm just sitting here like calm. And my other cousin, Kelly, who we get along like super well, she just kicked me under the table. She's like, quit fucking around. Yeah, dude. Cause she could see her getting all upset. I'm just like, but that's what, yeah. that's fun. I know, fun. but I feel like an <laughs> asshole because of it. Like, oh, I was no. like, I don't know. It's good for, think about how good it is for, um, like for you, for example, to just sit down and do the podcast, how good it is to just get shit out of you. And, yeah. uh, and when you have to explain things for other people, it can make it make a lot more sense for you mm. when you have to put it into words for yeah. somebody else. I realize I talk my hands way too much, just like you. Like posted on Facebook, oh, yeah, the yeah, caption: yeah. "Jan changes his profile picture, <laughs> and it's a collage of him talking with his hands." And, and, and yeah. it says, it's got a great response. I was, it got a it lot better funny. response than I thought it was going to. Like you know, on Facebook, when you change your profile picture, you can add a little caption with it. Oh, he okay, did yeah. it, and he put. Just realized how much I talk with my hands. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, 
I people i got thing. a lot of good reviews on that that speech i was really excited about that one yeah what were good. you doing what was that event? um so it was the stark county young professionals annual conference um and i was the closing keynote so oh cool yeah it so was cool yeah yeah in front of how many people i think there was like 40 okay ish. cool how long did you yeah. speak for about 20 minutes. And you talked about? Um, I talked about the entrepreneurial mindset. Uh-huh. Uh, well, uh, to start, I had them draw toast. Uh-huh. Um, they're actually all sitting up there. You should look at them on the pod. You should grab that stack of green papers yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, I had them draw toast, and then I had them forget about the fact that they drew toast. And then I talked about the entrepreneurial mindset. I broke it down into three categories. It was... Um, the benefits of boredom. Uh, that was my favorite. The benefits of boredom. And then it was self-awareness and self-acceptance. And then um, looking at big problems as big solutions uh-huh. or as big opportunities. Oh, big opportunities. Even better. I linked all those together. And then I had everybody go through these. And if you look, there's so many different ways that people drew uh, the process of toast. Some people didn't use pictures. Some people had butter in it and knives. This guy said making the word toast with a hangman's noose. I mean, like they're all so artistic, right? But the thing is, is that they all have an object, a link, another object, a link, another object, right? So there's a box, a step, a A box, a step. Yeah. Yeah. And so I taught everybody and I said, listen, the moment that you realize that you can break the links between any of these steps, and as long as you have a start and an end point, you can move anything in the middle. It's all subject to change. And so I told, I ended it with a quote from a guy that I really love named Henrik Scheele. Mm-hmm. And I said, the day that you realize that the reality that you live in was constructed by people no smarter than you is the day that you gain complete freedom. Yep. So I linked oh. that quote with this like and that. said, look at this. You, As long as you have a start point, which was your birth, uh-huh. you have an end point, which is your death, everything else is modular. Yep. You're in control of it. You know, yep. go out into the world. Yep. And it, I've got. I had three other speaking invitations afterwards, dude. Like wow. I'm gonna get I mean, booked. That's really two Did you come up with this on your own? Did you pull that? From this somebody? is pulled from a um, psych study. Okay. Um, there was one guy that gave a TED talk about it, um, but it's not super huge. I think yeah. the TED talk might have a couple hundred thousand views. Uh-huh. Um, well, I like that a lot. I. It's really simple and it's different because everybody's wondering, like, why the fuck am I drawing toast? in the morning but then by the time they get to the end of the day it reappears Uh, and it's really cool for me to bring context as to why because they were thinking about it oh you look like a genius in that moment yeah well i I tell people i'm like speaking i'm like speaking like puppets again (laughs) well kind of but like it's i i tell people like speaking is not writing a speech speaking is understanding how to create an experience and then having words that go with it yep that's it. That's it. It's not writing a speech and standing at a podium and being like, thou shalt listen to my wisdom. Right. Because with no, with no real energy and no real no. authenticity and, and genuine passion behind yeah. the words, they mean nothing. And this gives people something tactile. Like yes. it gives them an anchor. They will forever remember drawing toast. Mm-hmm. And so like they're more likely to forget what I said. Yep. They're more likely to remember the weird drawing toast. Yep. If they remember this, they'll remember what I said. Right. Cause that's how the brain yes, works. Exactly. So th- it's a whole process yep. and you know, there's no way that I would do anything without having like 1500 rational reasons as to why <laughs> I was doing it. So Very true. <laughs> that's yeah. Drawing toast. Joey. Yes. How was ripple doing? Fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Oh, happy camper. The idea for the well, like when we're planning, maybe no, oh, not yet. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little off there, action. Yeah. Yeah. You motherfuckers aren't allowed to know. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We'll tell you when the mics are off. Yeah. You the plan? Uh, no, it's going really well. Um, I think the next ten thousand bottles, so four new colors, should be coming in here in the next like month. The new colors? Months. Like, like new brand colors. new colorway? Brand new colors. Ooh. Yeah, we got like a dark green. Oh. We've got an orange for Cleveland Browns. Okay. Browns. Got a rep. Yes, of course. Um, let's see what else. There's a gunmetal gray. Ooh. And then a pink for October. Oh, we got a little dude. breast cancer awareness. I love it. Yeah. I want to like figure out a way to work in, maybe sponsor like a breast cancer patient on uh-huh. the side yeah. with it to be able to help out some more. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. You know what? Everybody, including myself, that we like show the bottles to and stuff, mm-hmm. their favorite thing about it is the color weights. Oh, really? Their colors are crisp. They're so crisp. That trying to try have that yellow one. Yeah. yeah that yeah. yellow is so awesome. And I got that, um, what's that? Colorblind, the teal sea foam green, yeah. The yeah, sea, yeah, foam. sea foam, yeah. I really like the sea foam yeah. a lot. Too. Oh my god, the thing you sent me with the blue rhino, how he loved it that made my day, yeah, dude. They, yeah, there are, I gotta find the other ones. There are multiple posts. Wait, blue rhino these. propane, yeah. That we put their logo on it. He connected, he got his like 40 bottle credit or whatever. That's well, through peaches, yeah, yeah. That's oh, that's, that's what, what it that was. transaction yeah. it was. Blue listen, rhino, yeah. Listen, it's Dan, it's um, McKen- <laughs> Mackenzie's cousin, Danielle. Right. She's in her forties. Yeah. Her husband Josh is yeah. like like a you know, higher up or whatever and um for Blue Rhino. Yeah. And they ordered a big thing for his entire office yeah. and we they emailed, emailed back Joey. And forth. Yeah, yeah, like ten or twelve times. Like he's like I'm his wife. See, I just guy. like had the context up to the fact that it was like Josh. Like I just and uh, that's all only the only thing I saw in Peaches. Yeah, yeah. No, it was Blue Rhino. Okay, well that's a conversation <laughs> we need to have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My bad. That's dope. I mean, you just yeah. printed one of the biggest propane companies. That, yeah. <laughs> like, why did you not tell your marketing guy? I, I guess I should I have looked know. at the Facebook post closer, but like. <clears throat> yeah, these people yeah. in Colorado. Oh, no. No, it's, just they, they, all these, it's all these people in Colorado that love these bottles. This whole yeah. neighborhood is well, or, orders these which bottles. Which is ironic. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, that's that, where like the hydroflask and all that started. That's what I'm and saying. They're and they're tired of the bullshit. They got bought out and now they're. $270 million a year in revenue and not giving anything back because oh. it's not like the original people that started from there. So I think my guess is, and my hypothesis is that they, they're starting to see like, all right, hydroflask again, but like round two, doing it right, solving a problem. Well, you know what they all say? They all say, and the straw comes standard. Yeah. So everyone loves it. I paid extra for that. I'm so happy. I paid extra yeah. for that. So yeah. I've never had hydroflask. There's no straw. It's just a cap that you just twist off. And, you yeah, and then you pay $10 for the straw. But uh, it costs 55 cents for the straw. Like, that's it. Like, with duties paid and everything to get here, and they're charging $10 for it. So we're going to charge bare minimum to, like, if you ever need a straw replaced. Like, pisses get, me get off. Get your bottle in the screen real quick. Just show everybody yeah. so they can see what the bottles look like. Yeah, let's see. This is the Ripple bottles. Yes, sir. For everyone who doesn't know, just give them the quick rundown of what Ripple is. Yeah, so for every 2,000 bottles right now, um, seem to be 1,000. Yeah, for every 2,000 bottles sold, uh, we actually built a water well in a developing nation. Um, I don't think I told you, but I got connected with a brother of Christian instruction through Walsh that I met before, like along the lines. Uh-huh. Um, like we, water wells for Africa didn't pan out. Like they were having communication issues. And so now we have like direct ties and connections in Uganda and like have our own, like the whole nonprofit side of it is now running and operating. Uh-huh. We're like, 
we have all the equipment, all the parts, everything. District well managers over there, contact, everything's like vetted out. Wow. Like we're the same thing as like a charity water or like a like water wells for Africa. Like we have their same capabilities, and then we just don't have to pay their like assistance fee for like them dealing with all the back end stuff. Uh-huh. And so like, cause you're gonna go do it. Yeah, cause right. we're just gonna do it ourselves. So oh, like, dude. Rocking on. That's so cool. Yeah, I have a full functioning nonprofit now that is actually going to drill a well ourselves with yeah. our equipment and everything. So yeah, that, that that in and of itself has been an insane journey. Less than a month ago, we had no idea like How where our law did. or our accounting was going to come from. Uh-huh. And then by the like grace of God, I got reached out to by a person that I was on a board with at one point that uh-huh. said, if you ever need any free accounting advice, let me know. I love what you're doing. And I was like, actually, yeah, <laughs> I don't right now, but I know somebody that does got an accountant he got connected with a lawyer that has been like phenomenal yeah. with connections and everything and it all just we, he, he literally called me on the phone and was like i'm not doing anything else until i manifest these next two steps and i was like perfect I'll, like let's focus on yep. it yeah and so then, i finished that finally you, you know? become yeah. what you think about dude no yes when you align true. yourself mm-hmm. you align yourself with something yeah. all the steps fall into place yeah. if you're willing and open to accept them Yes. And let them in. See, I love being creative. I love the operation side of it, like how to grow it, how to spread the message. Yep. Um, but I reached a point where like, all right, I need to get my shit straight if I really like want to do this long term. Right. So I put everything on pause. I said, however long it takes, I need a lawyer. I need an accountant. I need everything set up like that wise. And then like I'm back at it. I get to go have fun again. Yeah. And so it took me about a month and we're near the end of it. I just have to have one more meeting with the accountant and like I get to go have fun again. I get to go be creative. Yeah. But like, we're ready to oh. get See, it going. Yeah. And Joey, even if he does have ADHD, I think that he is the best at harnessing it and putting it together. Oh, he's, a, together. he's an ops brain. This, this dude is for 20 sure. and he is the amount of shit you get done yeah. actually really blows my mind. Thank you. I fully, yeah. I fully set up a nonprofit with bylaws, board of directors, everything in under a month. Ready to take it our just first goes donation. to show if you're ready to go do the shit. If if you yeah, really if you want to do, do it, it, you, you will do it. it. You yeah. can do it. What's what is dangerous about him is that he has the ability to listen, mm-hmm. actually implement, uh, and then he also has a crazy ass natural born work ethic. He's a machine. So he like, like, he has a team of mentors that is just insane. Yeah. And unlike other people that I've worked with at his age he'll actually look at you and if you give him an answer that's a counterpoint to what he originally was thinking be like oh yeah and then he actually goes and does that and then watches it work and then on top of already having his crazy ass brain because i've there's yeah like yesterday i had an idea to like start sparking the process along a little faster so i called this 65 year old mentor of mine who's like been over to africa like hundreds of times worked over there for months at a time tried to run something by him and then I was like, all right, now I call Jan and I, I balance his leverage. I said, all right, now tear this apart. My whole idea, like, what's the problem with this? We talked for 20 minutes. So I was able to, like, leverage, like, two very intellectual people with great experiences. And then in a matter of, like, in a matter of 30 <laughs> minutes, I had a full, like, Stop, whole action plan ready to go and, like, kill it starting tomorrow when Epic. the bank opens. Yeah. Being willing to admit that you don't have all the information you need yep. is the biggest key. to yep. One oh of God. the biggest keys to entrepreneurship ever. Like, humility of intellect is insane and i was forced into that like way early on in my entrepreneurial journey and i wish that like i think that's just in life in general you know even timothy leary i don't know if you guys know him he was uh really known for back in the uh early days he was a priest right yeah 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he was an LSD priest. Um, he was no, definitely preaching. Yeah, yeah. He, um, he, well, he let the medicine preach. He just guided we. Um, he set would always say that everybody holds a piece of the puzzle. Yep. Every yeah. single person, even if they are so far out of your yep. what you yep. relate to or whatever, everybody holds a little a little piece in some way. Mm-hmm. In some little way, everybody's got something that you can pick up. Guys, I want to run this idea by you. I was just thinking about it on Listen. the drive here while Mackenzie was asleep. I feel like a lot more young men, especially in this digital age we're in, mm-hmm. a lot more young men need to go into some entrepreneurial venture that's up their alley that is in line with their passion yeah. because I think a big part of the world today is that we've really lost our passion because we don't mm. have anything real. We don't have any real problems. There's no yeah. real threats anymore. You know, you used to have to survive and hunt for food and build shelter and weather the elements and be yeah. scared of the dark because you don't know what's going to eat you. Now we're so <laughs> comfortable that people just I mean, if you're just sitting around watching TV on your phone, you don't feel any sense of purpose. So I, so this is something that I'm telling you has just hit me because I'm like, holy shit, I can use entrepreneur, entrepreneurship and building a life for my family, not for like any vain reasons like I've done in the past, not because I want money and status and yeah. clothes and stuff, but like for real reasons and give myself a deep sense of purpose. Yep. And that... I, I mean, how can that change everything in your brain yeah. and in your life? Yeah. I mean, I see well, you doing it right now very that's intensely. Exactly, I mean, I hit it a little bit earlier on and not with an exorbitant amount of money, but I just see people and, like, I talk to some of these guys in Cancun. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm making $250,000 a year selling steel. And then today as I was leaving church, I, for some reason I thought of him and I was like, oh, cool, you're making 250000 selling steel, but, like, what are you doing with your life? Like, what is like, what's that do? Like, what are you doing with that? Exactly. I don't know. It's just I, I can't ever picture myself not moving myself towards like a bigger purpose. Your real truth. Like a calling. Yeah, yeah your calling. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's what gets lost today. The mm-hmm. human spirit has been so numbed. Yeah. Um, well, I think you talking about comfort is, 150 years ago, uh-huh. you couldn't turn on a sink faucet and have water. That's and now right. it's like, oh, oh yeah. it's just taken for granted that you walk into any building and there's got to be running water there. Yeah. Like, that's. And the reality of the situation is there's many parts of the world that it doesn't isn't experiencing no. that you, anyway. Yeah, but like, we don't even we're realize so it. programmed to that. Like, it's just, oh, you just turn on the water. Like, no, that's not a reality for, like, a majority of the world. That's wild, yeah. dude. That's wild. And, like, I, I, I can't wait I'm to see really what you do. I'm really excited to go over there and uh, just, like, be able to take all of that in. Yeah. And then be able to come back and just tell people and be like, no, like, like we have to solve this now. Like, let's pick, yeah. the, like, pick it up. And that'll probably change your whole, like perspective on life once you go over there and see and see that i mean i just i I know that as soon as i see my village and the people like by the uh, well like i just know i'm just gonna like holy shit down that's gonna be a crazy moment thinking about because like there's gonna be fucking kids that are just running around bare feet that have never like they had to walk there or so the village that we vetted out they have to walk two miles to get water from a hole uh, and like, and you're gonna make it to where they have a well in the village. They're gonna have a well. Like they're literally all it's gonna be is walk out of your house, pump the thing up and down a few times, and like there's going to be clean, fresh, running water. Like, um, I, what a blessing. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna love you. That's good. Listen, I I really know that there's gonna be there's gonna be Joey before Africa and yeah, Joey yeah. after Africa. Yeah. yeah. I think it's gonna be it's gonna like be a the transformative next experience. Of my life. Yeah. yeah. Like this one is officially ended. I've been I've seen what I've seen, and now yeah. I can never go back. That's like twenty grams of shrooms. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a life-changing That's experience. a Paul Stamets butt naked yeah, at the top of a tree exactly, in a lightning storm. Exactly. <laughs> I just showed – have you ever showed you that clip? No. Oh, we got to watch that after. Yeah. Uh, he, he, talks about, so he talks about the first time that he ever – like ingested psilocybin and this guy is like a big massive researcher right yeah he's so like uh, epic yeah he's in from when it comes Ohio. to real science and the, yeah i mean like actually bringing scientific truth to conjecture yeah and that's it, what he i mean been he's phenomenal changed the whole at. game with um psychedelic like like the fact that it's being well just and so just mycelium and, and diff in, yeah, in general i mean general. chaga and yeah. the reishi mushrooms everything mushrooms. And like, he's not just into psilocybin yeah but but he talks there's there's this joe rogan clip where like <laughs> yeah, joe not. rogan has eaten like seven grams of shrooms before right like okay. that's like okay you're that's like the hero's dose quote unquote uh -huh. is what that's called yeah. paul stamets right yeah. first time he takes shrooms yeah. he's like teenager yeah i think he and, 20 or something like yeah he was like late yeah i think he, well, he met the girl in college. He was a freshman in college. So like 18, 19, That's, something yeah. like that, right? And so he gets this bag of shrooms. He's like, I didn't know what to do with it, so I ate the bag. Well, they right? didn't know. There was no way to know the, the yeah, information you don't know on the it. Yeah. And they picked no up by a police station. Yeah. And they all went, they all went, and they, he, he called his brother. He's like, there is a bunch. No, no. So his, one of his <laughs> brothers called him. There's a lot of mushrooms here. I think you're going to want to check this out. Because they had started, like, you know, getting kind of, like, looking into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was mushrooms everywhere. And they he said they picked, like, 10 grocery bags or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's wild. And he just ate a whole bag of them. And twenty like twenty grams ish. Yeah, oh he was like he was God. like twenty thirty grams. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And, and he climbed to the top of a, of a pine tree <laughs> on top of a hill. On top of a hill, and it, in a lightning storm. It's cr I mean, this guy is sitting yeah. on top of it in the in the lightning and the rain. And what's crazy is he had a really bad stutter, and he said it dictated his whole life. He wouldn't talk to people because he had to stutter so badly. And he said he was at the top of that tree yelling to himself, you are not going to stutter anymore. You are done stuttering. And he doesn't stutter anymore. Never He's did He's probably one that. of the most articulate people I've ever yeah. oh listened to. Yeah, I'll have to we'll have to show you the yeah, clip from his wild. Crazy. It makes me want to do 30 grams. I've done 10. <laughs> I've done 10, and it was wild. I did 10 with uh, Trent in my apartment on New Year's. That sounds like an experience. That's a video for another day. Yeah. <laughs> Trent J. Balda. Trent J.B. What a guy. Yeah. It's like the world's designated hype man. And and we could talk about him and no one knows him I'm still. so intrigued still. by his whole, of the bee thing. Like, he posted a video the other day of like crawling. them crawling all over his hands. I'm like, his energy has to be so in tune with bees at this yeah, point if i is. were to walk up to a hive right now they would instantly you detect fuck. my paranoia <laughs> be dead. they would instantly detect my paranoia and the fact that i was not comfortable with them yeah. and they would then become uncomfortable with me yep. and they would fuck me up yeah yeah, yeah dude trent trent is over my there. he I, I get on instagram the other day He's got a beehive in his back seat, and there's bees that. flying around the yeah. car while he's driving. Yeah, it's just another what, day. What a lunatic! But you know what? <laughs> Be, being best friends with him, I've like, I have a whole new appreciation of bees. Like we were at the park today. Yeah. I was literally sitting there with bees all around me, pollinating flowers. And I used to be so scared of bees, but I was just like, they're. These are honeybees. Like wasps and shit, fuck them. I'll kill them. Yeah. But like these honeybees are just pollinating and stuff. Yeah. They're beautiful. They're just chilling. They're so cool. And to if watch. they sting me, they die. They don't want to do that. They no. want to just pollinate their shit. Dude, it's so. That's what makes wasps such assholes. Oh, yeah, I they know. know they can sting you and not die. Yeah, I know. They're fuckers, dude. Yeah, I, was, I remember a couple weeks ago, I was high as shit just looking at for like 15 minutes, just standing there watching bees fly in and out of these big flowers. 
pull their little pull the stuff around pollinate it do whatever they do fly out <laughs> to another one i'm like dude that is so fucking cool yeah it's so crazy they go inside this little hole in the flower pull their thing around, just of like, like spending and th- this is one of the things I really that i talked about with like the whole uh benefits of boredom thing yes you don't notice shit like that if you're on your phone exactly like if you're in nature like it drives me insane when i see people um like kayaking yeah and they're just like oh, going down the river i'm yeah, like are you are you crazy Wait, question yeah so the iPhone tells you how much your screen time is. What was yours for this week? I just got mine actually. It was uh, five and a half hours, I think. Okay. Yeah, I haven't yours? looked at mine. I work on my phone, so I do all my editing. That's yeah. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh. Like I don't do my editing. All my video. Three editing. hours and thirty-three minutes. Oh, nice. Oh, I beat you. Three hours and eight minutes. Very Dang. proud of that. And I don't use, but I don't use a computer. I'm a re- I'm a recovering. Uh, like I'm not on a computer zero minutes a week yeah. month. Yeah, I'm a recovering eighteen hours a week guy. So for well, me to be day. at three hours, like your per day average, dude, mine used to be 10 a day when I was doing Amazon and real estate and I yeah. was making content. It was, yeah. it was crazy. Cause I was on my phone listing products all day yeah. and then I was posting yeah. content, editing content. And that was the least happy I ever was in life. So five and a half yeah. for me, I feel good. Yeah. Um, I tell her all the time. I'm like, I can't wait till like we get in a place to where. I don't have to have a phone anymore where I can just like sit down, do my thing, hire somebody else to edit the shit and get it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't have to play around on my phone because I'm going to get a flip phone. I like that. I don't okay. want an iPhone. I don't want it. I don't want it because the apps and shit is what's distracting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the it's not Instagram, like I'm on there texting the TikTok, and calling people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, right. it's all that shit and the fucking dopamine spike I get when I – every time I refresh my TikTok and there's 100 notifications, every time I refresh it, it's like – yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's even it's me, crazy. even zombifying, it, I'm yeah, like, it still I, gets you. That's how powerful it is, it though. Is. Even if you're aware of it, it's so sexy. Yeah. It. Even if you're aware of it, yeah. like dopamine. My number one thing with people, if you feel dissatisfied with your life in any way, shape, or form, is decrease screen time. Yeah. Because I think like the the you're living in a disconnect. Like yeah, it is. It is. Thing. It's a disconnect. You get disconnected from the world that you're actually in, and you feel like you exist inside of this virtual space. And you're just like a body walking around on your day to day, but the phone is where the real world is. That's right. And I'm like, it's a weird place to get to when you think that Facebook, Instagram, TikTok is reality. Yeah. It is nowhere near. It is not at all. Not, not, that's That's a whole separate pod. The point where like you get your phone on like a virtual reality headset and people are like scrolling through and like you can like see the pictures 3D. What's the, what's that movie with the little robot? That goes to uh, Wally. 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 That shit yeah. was real. Yeah, those humans. Yeah, the humans in Wally. Because they're just all fat, fat as shit. They got the screen. And, yeah. the, the conveyor belt feeds them. They don't even have to like. It's well. Here's the thing. I'm really so. This is something dystopia, I talk about dystopia, all the time. Dystopia. Dystopia. Is how optimistic I am about our generations yeah. and like how we are shifting things in a different direction. But then I look at like the really young kids, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like. Yeah. I, I feel like I feel like we got lucky because we didn't yeah. have it when we were really young, and then we got technology when we were like older, so we like and and we have I an mean, appreciation yeah. for real life. I see like I go to restaurants and the the parents will usually be on their phones, but parents are talking. There's the kids sitting there; they have headphones on and an iPad in front of their face. It's yeah. wild. It's it's, it's weird wild. world. Uh, yeah, I think there's like a a gap where it's like. The old Gen Zs and the young millennials, like yep. there's like a ten year, yep. where it's like, all right, you've got a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, 
Just yep. the rest of it's like it's it's scary. Yeah. There was a study that I just read that like by the time a kid is five years old, uh-huh. they surveyed, I think close to like five thousand parents. And as by the time a kid is five thousand years old, they average 5, that. Years sorry, old? five wow. five years old. Five years old. They have an average of five to eight thousand hours of screen time now, which is crazy. Five years old. They've been, they've already had that much exposure to screen time. Well, here's what's crazy is that as kids, we had a shit ton of screen time. It was just through the TV. Yeah, our parents did too, but but it was more structured educational wise. Well, yeah, and at least you could like turn it off and you couldn't take it with you. Right. Yeah. If you went out to you eat, the you're still sitting there. If you're in the car, you're sitting there. Yeah. You Thinking know? about the shit that you just learned on Nova Science now because Neil deGrasse Tyson just blew your mind. Right. And you're going to Texas Roadhouse. Well, for me, I was um, laughing at the Sponge. I only watched SpongeBob. Dude, I love SpongeBob. Dude, my mom didn't like it, but I fucking love it, dude. I really. My mom wouldn't let me. Are you serious? Yeah. She wouldn't let you watch SpongeBob. No. I know people. I'm so glad that I'm in a space where like I could be the weird. I thought I was just a weird homeschool kid. That, like my mom didn't let me watch SpongeBob. Wow, I was allowed to so no, anything. I could, I didn't get a phone until I was like eighth grade. That's how old I was. No, seventh grade. I was in seventh grade. Okay. Yeah. I got my car and then I got a phone. I didn't get a phone until I was like sixteen, seventeen. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a whole different. Well, they gave my little brother one. He's like fucking 10, 11 years old. Wow. I'm like what? Like what? Where's the? Yeah. Um, yeah. It is a changing world. Yeah. I and tried he... to convince my dad to get me a phone earlier, and he was like, "The pi- the bus picks you up." The bus drops you off. You don't need don't a phone. The and then I was like, and he was like, and if you miss the bus, go inside and awkwardly ask the person to use the phone uh-huh. because he knew that I would not miss the bus because I would rather die than have to go ask TC to use the phone yeah. to call back. But then like all of my friends had cells no. at the time. And then I finally got a phone when I was like, dad, I have a car and now I have a job. Yeah. I need to be able to. You know, c- communicate yeah. with humans. Now. So did you get a smartphone or? Uh... Um, no, I got a. I think my first phone was like a Nokia Zombie Killer. You okay. know, one of those block things. Yeah. And then I had a NV2. Yeah, I had an NV2 at one point yeah. too. My first one was a Samsung one. It was like straight up and down, a little blue one, but then you flipped it sideways and the keyboard. Oh, the came um. Out. Is it the flip? No. No. There was. Do you remember the juke? I remember. It looks like juke. a little switchblade. Yeah, everybody. That was like right before I got a phone. All the older kids on the bus had a juke. Yeah. 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 It was like a phone? USB stick, and yeah, you would like, flip it. It, it, it looks like a switchblade. Like, like a to the side, up like that. I don't know. It's before yeah. your time. Motorola razors were I big. Five C, and now my eight. I've only had two phones in my lifetime. Really? Yeah. Wow. I had a lot more than that. They, yeah, they, had, they were very breakable early on. Oh, my gosh. I've had probably 10, 12 phones. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've wow. had like Easy. six cars, too. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I feel like that's a better story time than the 10 phones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, my first car was cool. It was 1000 bucks. It had, two, it had 200,000 miles on it. No, 100,000 miles on it. It was a really nice car. It was a Ford 500 Limited. It had a V8 Ooh, in it, nice. leather seats. Fuck yeah. And it was a 2006, but it had a full navigation system, touch screen and everything. Um, never used that. Um, and heated seats and shit. But yeah, no, then I went through like weird phases in life. I wasn't into anything when I was younger. So like, that's what I would do to like find something. To, I'd be like, something I'd, interesting. Yeah. yeah I'd be like, Mom, I'm going to sell this uh, car and like use the money and buy a new car. And I would do that. And I did it a few yeah, times. I bought a Mustang in the dark one time in the dark one time and I ended up hitting a deer in it 
and I take it to the shop and the guy shows me the undercarriage. The whole undercarriage of the car was gone. It had been sprayed with that foam that turns, yeah. it, that turns solid and spray painted black. Can you believe somebody <laughs> would do that wow. and sell me that car and not tell oh, me it had wow. no undercarriage on it? It was foam spray painted black. Wow. And the guy was like, I can't let you leave here in this car. So I just never got to my Mustang again. It was a piece of shit anyway, but it was a fun little time in my Mustang. It was a convertible. Dang. Yeah. That's some hoopty shit. Yeah. I would never even think to do that. No. And, <laughs> and sell it to a 16-year-old. That's bad karma. Yeah, that is really bad karma. Yeah. Wow. Especially selling it to somebody that doesn't know any different. Yeah. I was just the uh, I was <laughs> just talking um, to a friend of mine the other day about like trouble with vehicles uh-huh. and she um, managed to drive around on rim for like a whole day and not notice what I was like you didn't notice driving on rim and she was like yeah like, I always I start my music before I start driving so I just jam out and she was like I just thought it was a little bit hard to turn I was like oh no That's oh my I'm, god no I, I'm sorry everybody don't cancel me <laughs> there, my sister just the woman I know my sister i remember the first time my sister asked about her oil change light she was like oh i think i need an oil change because my light came on i was like no no that um that's not what that means that that means that you're like five thousand miles over the oil change she was like oh (laughs) yeah but i always just kind of laugh because then there's a whole bunch of stuff like i always tell people when i was at the nurse's station there's a whole bunch of stuff that i learned that like i had a lot of those oh moments i'm horrible with Keeping them clean, keeping them oil changed, and uh, all that shit. Yeah, historically pretty bad, but trying to get better. It's definitely one of my hyper focused things. How many minutes are we at, boob? An hour. An hour. Oh, nice. Sweet. Cool. We're gonna get food after this. We can. You guys hungry? Sure, I can eat. I can get you food. I want to show him that clip of Paul Stamets too. Yeah, we'll show him the Paul Stamets. Can we do something pizza. other than pizza? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't Is there Chipotle? Pizza or? Or? Oh, we already had Chipotle today. <laughs> yeah, we'll find something else. Yeah, we'll find some food. Yeah, cool. All right, all right, Soul Nation. Yeah, yeah, Soul Nation. Well, I'm, I'm gonna make sure that we uh, that we start rendering this and normalize it and bounce it while we're eating, while we go get yes. the food. Yeah, that but way when we come, that way when we, that way when we come back, I can just upload it to Google Drive. Yeah, perfect. Cool. All right, perfect. All right, peace out, everyone. See you later, alligator. Gang, gang. That's wild crocodile. There we go. <laughs> That's also one of my favorite clips from the last one. Video good?